Aiden, can you pass me that beat? Yeah, here you go, Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to Two Blind Bears. This is part two of a two-part series. In this episode, we're going to be recapping our stories of drinking and how we got stuck into the mold of heavy drinking. We're your hosts, Nathan and Hayden. And Hayden, last time you started with a good story, and why don't you just give us a short recap of it? Yeah, perfect. Thanks for that, Nathan. So yeah, as, as you mentioned, this is the second part of the two-part series. And previously, I told two main stories. And one of them was when we we're out drinking on a boat cruise, and I ended up getting far too drunk. Ended up in an alleyway, almost falling asleep, getting home at 4am on a Thursday with an hour of two hours of sleep going to work. Lost my keys, I lost my wallet, and I lost a lot of respect and dignity there. Yeah. And, you know, the second part of the story that I was telling was the first time that I was drinking. Yeah. And kind of the both connecting factors of those is how they kind of shaped me into the mold of the person that I am and how both stories, one, the first part showed that I was stuck in that mold of drinking and the second story of how I started drinking kind of shaped me into that person. Yeah, set you off in that direction of having to be the party boy. Yeah, 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 exactly. And like, I guess the question comes is, you know, looking back at those stories, how did I get myself in that position and why, right? Yeah. And, and it, was it necessary at the time? Like, yeah, you don't have to be that person all the time. No, you don't. But that's the thing about being stuck in it. I mean, there was a study done in Victoria of 2,500 people yeah. and they kind of broke down four different types of drinkers. You had the initiator, the followers, the moderator and the protector. Right. And what was interesting is 40% of the people in that study were the initiators. Right. And obviously by name, that just fundamentally means you initiate the drinking, you're the party, you're the life of the party, right. and you're the one drinking the most, trying to get everyone to drink. Yeah, so you're leading the night. Like, yep. you're setting the pace. You want everyone to follow you. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the moderator is the person who's like, comes along for the ride because they like a drink, not necessarily following, but they just enjoy the drink. Right. And then the follower is someone who... You know, probably like the beta of the pack who just drinks for... <laughs> the beta of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> who just, you know, is there like, you know, I don't really want to drink, but everyone else is drinking, so I'll drink. But they won't drink hard or... they Well, they end up will, right? right? Because they get sucked up in that vibe and they're following, you know, the, uh, the initiator. Right. And then you've got the protector who is the person that just stays sober. Yeah. And so going back, would you say that at first you were a follower and you got caught up in being fault like you got led to being an initiator that's a really interesting point right i yeah. think you're spot on i don't think anyone really starts off as initiator yeah i think you know when you first start out drinking you kind of end up you start as you know the follower yeah well you see the heavy drinkers and they look like they're having a lot of fun you know they're laughing yep. they're the life of the party girls are following them most of the time yeah like it looks like a really good spot to be in yep exactly and you're like i want to i want to be that person i want to be doing tequila shots yeah, you want to be doing tequila shots off the girls, you know, licking the salt off. Yeah. Just being the, like everyone surrounded them. Yeah. But then if you're the initiator, you end up being that person on like a Tuesday night. Yeah. And you have work the next day. Yeah, that's a, that's an incredible point that you raise. I think the natural progression, right, for a drinker is you, you start as a follower yeah. and then end up as an initiator. Yeah. So, I mean, in the, in the instance of looking back at the stories of the second part of my story about when I first started drinking, you know, I was underage. I was young. You know, everyone was already drinking. They had already had previous drinks before and... I saw them all having fucking cracker of a time. And so I wanted to follow them, right? Yeah. You know, I didn't want to be, you know, the dull, the dull person in the back, just not drinking, not having a good time. And then, you know, suddenly throughout the night progressed as I'm drinking more, people are starting to surround me more. I'm being more social and, you know, I'm getting sucked up in this vibe. Yeah, you're getting caught. Yeah, you get caught in the trap and you're like, fuck, this is good, right? But then obviously the downward part of that night was, you know, I ended up vomiting and felt very sad. 
And, you know, that led to the eventuation of, you know, the first story that I told is, you know, as the part initiator in which I drunk so much, you know, life of the party, still whatever. But then the other side, which people don't see of the initiator, right, is in the alleyway, yeah. almost falling asleep, you know, on a fucking yeah. Wednesday night. Other people are going home and you're just there like dead yeah. somewhere. And I was actually, I was reading a stat earlier and it said that um, one in four uh, young adults under the age of four over the age of 14 sorry so between 14 and 20 they drink 14% of alcohol in australia jesus How 14% crazy is that? yeah so one in four yeah like of that of the age group yeah yeah that's the number that i read it's crazy wow but it's all binge drinking and i guess out west it's more common to drink underage like very young well, i guess that's the socioeconomic status right yeah cuz they're stuck they can't do anything yeah i mean you are a product of your environment and you see that you know in numerous studies and i mean you see it day-to-day life you know there was a study done there was these two twins one was brought up in a very different life compared to the other they both had the same baseline of starting life at the same age same mother but then they moved like they both had very different upbringings one became very successful the other became pretty much a drug abuser yeah well they do say that even if you like if you see that you're one of your parents is an alcoholic they say that if there's two children normally one per one will break that cycle They'll yep. try to strive to be better than that. They see the downside of it. Yep. And then the other one will just follow it because they, like, they say that they had a shit upbringing. Yeah. And so they just follow it because they're like, it's the easy option. And I think that's the mindset that comes into play, right? You're either, you play the victim mindset or you play the other mindset. Yeah. It's like, I want to do better. Well, yeah, it's wolf and um, sheep. Yeah. Like, you're either, you're hungry and you want to break that cycle or yeah. you just get stuck in like, oh, just follow this easy lifestyle because it is the easy option half yeah, the time. Yeah, it is. You just sit, plot along and... I mean, it's tough, but I guess that's where you've got to implement ways to really try to remove yourself in that situation or just try to be better day by day. Yeah. And And obviously, like moving away from the situation, like physically moving away is quite a hard call to make, but it can be the better call for the person. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, say we take both our stories, I mean, albeit uh, your birthday, you know, the easiest way that we could have prevented what had happened is just not going to, you know, those nights, right? Well, yeah, but for my birthday, it was a bit of a different... Yeah thing i would say but for my birthday like i was drinking i was drinking before anyone was there you know i didn't need to be that person but i wanted to bring up the party i wanted to be that like the vibe so you're the initiator yeah i was the initiator in this story but by this point i had already been drinking for three years yep and so i was already stuck in this like who's gonna who's gonna drink the most who's gonna start doing shots the earliest yeah so i was always that person that wanted, I wanted to be that person. And I guess, how do you think that happened for you? So do you think you were a follower originally as well? Or? Yeah, so the first time that I drank, um, I was 17, I believe, and just at a house. And all of a sudden, someone's just like doing shots. And yeah. it was like the first, very first time that I drank. And so I was just drinking cruises or something light. Yep. And then they're just doing shots of JD. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Jesus. And they, they were loving it. Like they were bopping, dancing. They yep. were moving around. They were like leading the party so would you say you were envious as well of that yeah i was definitely envious because it looked like they were having so much fun yep and so then you know first time i'm drinking i start having shots and then like an hour later i'm just vomiting everywhere and i'm like yeah. how like how did i get here yeah but but then after that i sort of learned that oh if you have two shots and then pace yourself you yep. can can be like a fun vibe yep but then like you get stuck in that like oh i need to have shots to be this fun person yeah like you end up being dependable on it so yep. I mean, that's another interesting thing right is um again i was reading and they say people who use alcohol the like the high justifies the low yeah right and 
they see the fun side and it's kind of almost socially acceptable to ignore the low parts of drinking. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's ingrained in Australian culture, drinking in general, and we kind of excuse what happens the day after or we excuse the shit things that happen that night because it is our culture, right? Yeah. And you message your mates the next morning like, oh, how are you feeling? Half the time they'll say they're feeling like absolute dog shit. Yeah. And you're like, well, like, was it worth it? Why did we have shots? Why did we stay out for that extra two hours? And, you know, they'll yeah. just say, oh, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Your favorite thing. It's Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah. it's, it's a lack of accountability and responsibility, right? Yeah. And, I mean, looking back as well, if you could have changed anything, like, would you want it to be, would you still want to be an initiator? No. So, if I could go back, I would be a moderator or, yep. uh, to be honest, if I could, I would have gone completely sober, yep. like, from scratch. Because as soon as I got stuck into drinking, drinking brought me to a lot of other things. Like, yep. it made me start smoking and stuff, which yep. is obviously bad. Um, and now I don't smoke, but yep. it's still like, it just brought me onto things party that scene. are bad for your health. Yeah. Yeah. It brought you in the party scene, the party life. And it is so hard to get out of it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because your friend group ends up being just those people. Yeah. Like, you go from being with those successful people that are going to uni and whatnot. And you end up being with the people that work, you know, nine yep. to five jobs and just they're praying for Friday night to come. Yep. But yep. most of the time they're praying for Thursday night to come. Yeah. Start, start the weekend Thursday early. night Ivy and then Friday. But you're right. It's because they are, it's a combination of you're caught up with a bunch of initiators and moderators, right? And, yeah. you know, like everyone's like, oh, should we have a drink? Yeah, let's have a drink. And then, you know, everyone starts to get caught up in that whole vibe. And you see some of your friend group, they can moderate, right? They have the ability to only have one, two or three. Yeah. Well, you see it as well. The group will split. Like it'll go, those initiators will just go by themselves and they'll yep. just start drinking so heavy among themselves. Yep. And then the moderators will just sit there quietly, like calm yep. and just watching the initiators be. Yeah. You know, and dickheads. I mean, it's interesting on reflection because I think you and I both, you know, when we do get like that, we suddenly go talk to everyone that's around. Yeah. And it makes us some cracker stories, which almost is fun. Yeah. It almost weighs it out when you're looking back at it, but it's not nah. like it's not addressing the issue. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I mean, coming back to the boat party, I mean, the easiest way that I could have tried to mitigate some of that. I mean, yeah, I was in a mold of drinking and people did look up to me to be the life of the party. But if I just took a step back, I think, and realize that you know like it's just me at the end of the day i mean no one else has to deal with my drinking yeah well that's what i was gonna say did you feel peer pressure to drink did you feel like you were forced to or like you were just in that spot i think it i think it was my own idea of and perception of what other people had of me yeah that brought me to be drinking that much that night and right. in general so you were trying to like show face that you were still that fun yeah party guy yeah i think i think that's the best way to put it right is i built up this idea that people expected me to be this initiator, this life of the party, the one that bounces around walls, that drinks the most, that just goes and buzzes, right? Yeah, and will talk to anyone. Yeah, so, you know, I built this perception of what people had and then I'd psychologically trap myself in this mold of the fact, this is how people see me, so this is how I should be. Yeah. And it's a very immature mindset to have, right? Yeah. Um, and it's only over as the years have gone by that I've kind of moved away from that and realized, you know, at the end of the day, my friends, they like me for me, not because of this box that I put myself into. Yeah. And it's a weird concept to get stuck in because you start off like being just a follower and then you build this idea of yourself that you have to be the leader of the party. Yeah, it's definitely. It's not a good way to go. And I mean, we look at your story, Nathan, about you came to my house at 11 p.m., 10 p.m. Yeah. Why do you think that you needed to play catch up? Well, for that, I was, I think I started off as a follower for that. And then slowly the night, like I just got stuck in my own pace. I think yep. to start with, I was like, oh, I'll play catch up for a few drinks. Yep. And then, you know, everyone was like, it was a really good party. Everyone was feeling good. 
And I was like, you know, I'm just going to take myself to the next level. Yep. I'll see if people follow. And, you know, I, I drank too much too quickly and I paid the price for it. Yeah, you went too far. And why do you think you were drinking too much too quickly? Did you not know how to pace yourself or you just thought... I think it was a mixture of everything because I didn't really know anyone at your house. And so I was sort of just drinking so that I could talk to people, like, you know, to get rid of some anxiety of talking to people. Social anxiety. Yeah. And then in the end of it, you know, I'm after I start drinking, I'm more than happy to talk to, you know, the brick wall. Like, I'll talk to anyone. Yep. And I think by the end of it, I was like, okay, good. I'm at a level where I can talk to people. But then, you know, those people were like, hey, you, sh- you should have a shot. And then I was just... Like, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I won't. Yeah. And that's my least favorite thing that people say. You won't do it. And I'm like, fuck, I'll prove you wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. It's like with anything. Like, oh, you wouldn't jump from this, like, high rock. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I'll watch it. me. I'll yeah. give it a go. Yeah. How's that for a bit of alpha complex right there? I know. It's bad. It's like trying to prove people wrong on a point that doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, wow. That's, um, that opens up a whole different avenue as well with drinking, right? You know, people, you know, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't drink that much. Yeah. You wouldn't take that shot. You know, how many times has that happened for either of us on a night out? Oh, yeah. Way too many. Like, you're already half dying. You're at that tipping point and someone's like, have this drink. You're like, nah, nah. And they say, don't be a bitch. Yeah. That's a bad part of Australian drinking culture, especially yeah. in young males, I would say. It's such a thing of like, oh, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't drink this. And no one calls it binge drinking, not in my friend group. Yeah. But it's definitely binge drinking. And binge drinking is super unhealthy for you. Yeah. Binge drinking leads to like half of early illness yeah well i think it's um it's linked to chronic illness more than anything and i mean it's funny because the binge drinking i think it's um defined as you know having five or more standards in two hours yeah and that's not that much well we don't think it's that much no you could still drive on that yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you probably could right if your metabolism is fast enough and it's legal yeah um if you blow breath test yourself yeah and you're under 0.05 do you know of any good breath testing um, things while we're on this I topic? Think, um, yeah, there's been a few good breath testers. Uh, NRMA breathalyzer. No. Uh, aren't you <laughs> on one? Aren't you? No, that, um, that, that business venture subsided a uh, long, long time ago. So, you know, for our listeners, we're trying to look at um, starting a breathalyzing company and, you know, the product that we got from overseas is pretty much shit. Yeah. So, you know, no free advertising there for us, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, NRMA, if you want to sponsor us for that little, little stint, you're more than welcome to. So going into your story, yep. how would you say that the two connected? Like why were you still drinking with the same group of people? And is that why you were caught in that mold or? Yeah. So I, it was, so that was like my core friend group. They yeah. are some of like my best mates and they're the ones that I've gone through, you know, my work life with. That yep. We've all shared the same stresses, the same anxieties, the same worries, the same joys, yep. the highs and lows we've all shared together. And so you've been blowing off steam with them for yeah. ages by now. For months, months, probably two years by that point a year. And you know, they all used to love and drink and party. So when we'd go out together, it was just, all right, let's go out and get buzzed. Yeah. And, you know, they, I think when they first, when I first met them, I was more the follower for them. Right. So they were more the initiators and I was the follower. But then as I started to progress up the chain of, you know, me drinking as much as them and more than them, I suddenly became a bit more of an initiator yeah. and more of like the party around me. And were they already friends? Like, were you sort yeah. of an outsider or? Yes and no. So they knew, so they kind of knew each other more than what I knew them. So, I mean, that is another good point of, you know, drinking to fit in. Yeah. Were you trying to prove yourself to them? Do you think? I think, I think in a way, yes. But then at the same time, it was probably more of a conformity thing. Right. Right. Because I didn't know them. They were drinking, they were having a good time. And then, you know, obviously if I'm trying to build a relationship with someone and I'm just drinking the waters and they're getting yeah. pissed, like, you know, how does that perception fall on me in their eyes? Right. Yeah. You know, like who's this guy, you know, we've just met him and you know, we're all drinking, he's drinking water. Yeah. Like he's not that fun. I don't want to be around him. 
And so I think that did play a bit of a role. But then as we kind of naturally progressed our relationships with each other, um, excuse me. And um, yeah, as our relationships progressed with each other, I started to drink more, you know, they kind of tapered off and they became more in control of their drinking lives. Right. But I couldn't, I didn't have that. The dimmer switch is the what you switch. call it. Yeah, yeah th- I didn't have that dimmer switch, but they did. Yeah. And then so as, you know, they started to die down, you know, they'll look at me as, you know, I'm bouncing off walls. And that's when I started to get this perception in my head that this is the person that I had to be when I went out. Yeah. Because they were sort of tapering off and you were yeah. like, no, I've got to lift the vibe back up. Yeah, exactly. And I just couldn't stop myself. Yeah. And then so, of course, that by the point of the story in the boat, they'd already had that dimmer switch, but then they were ready for a big night. They were always ready to let loose for that night. But then yeah. because I'd been let... Like I'd been always turning up every day, every week, every month, yeah. but they would only turn up sometimes. So when I heard that they were ready to turn up, I was ready to go next level. Yeah. And so you were already binge drinking with that group? Is that what you would say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's the best way to put it. So we'd already would always go out, binge drink. I would always drink more. Yeah. And then so when I heard that they were ready and they were jing up for a big, big night for themselves, I was like, all right, I've got to come out here. Hayden has to come out. Yeah. Overperform over deliver yeah and just do the absolute best that i can be the carrier yeah the party and obviously that led to downfall that night yeah and so do you think that people ended up looking at you like you were a cool guy or like you were just a drunk dickhead i think by that point what's tough on reflection to put this in words is they said oh that's hayden yeah that's just him that's just him. But in reality, you were doing it to fit in as such. Yeah, because, you know, like everyone was there and I wanted to do it with them for them. But then it's tough when you say, when you hear people say, oh, that's just him. Because then suddenly you realize that you're not characterized as this fun party guy. Yeah. But you just characterized as this degenerate more than anything. Yeah. The guy that has to drink to be out. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's a tough realization to come to. And it still happens a fair bit. Like... You know, I like I people kind of excuse my behavior and how I act at times because like one, I'm a like I'm a good person when I'm not drinking. Yeah. And you know, that kind of gives me grace for when I get really drunk. Yeah. But it's still, you know, when I get to that point, you know, one of my friends said to me recently when I started drinking, he was like, Quote, you're a different person when you have some alcohol in you. Yeah. And I was like, Fuck, that's tough. Yeah. But do you think that the alcohol frees you to be that person? Or do you think that you drink to be that person? Like, do you think that you just happen to drink and it makes you that person or do you think that you want to be that person when you drink i think it's a combination of both really yeah. um, i mean that's a tough question to answer um you know does alcohol make you this person or are you inherently this person and alcohol brings it out yeah well i think beforehand like when i used to drink when i was younger i was drinking to be that person yeah. like i had to loosen up i couldn't do it without drinking and yep. so then i just felt dependent on it when we were out yep and so it's a weird spot to be in yeah it definitely is um i think i think it's probably a combination of the both and then now I think I am just kind of that person. But obviously, I'm trying to change that. And I think what a lot of this podcast is about for both of us is just trying to dig deeper into our understandings. And I mean, for you, what, what I'd be interested in is the next day from the story of you coming to my house and you got really drunk, yeah. passed out and had to go home, get taken home. Yeah. How did you feel the next day? Really bad. Really, really bad. Really hungover. And, you know, I spoke to my mum and she was just not happy. She was like, oh, what were you drinking? I was like, oh, I drank some vodka. Yep. Straight away. She's like, I know you've been binge drinking. Like, you yep. wouldn't be vomiting like that if you weren't binge drinking. Yep. And I was like, yeah, look, I drank a whole bottle of vodka in <laughs> yeah. in two hours. 
And she was just disappointed, you know, and we had a chat about it and she was just saying that it's just, it's not necessary. It doesn't like, doesn't make you who you are because obviously during the week you go to work, you're still that person. You can be a good person, have good work ethic and everything. You don't have to drink to make friends. Like, yep. And so I was just like, that moment caught me and I was like, like, she's right. But then when I go out drinking again, obviously I just ended up being, doing it again. And why do you think, um, you know, that didn't change your perception of how you drink. So you woke up pretty bad and your mom kind of gave you a bit of a lecture. Yeah. Why at that point didn't you think, oh, I should probably slow down? Well, I think that it's an endless circle. I think that your friends, uh, like they're thinking the same thing as what you are. You're like, I shouldn't drink this weekend. Like I'll have a weekend off. I think that they're thinking the same thing, but they don't want to show that they're a beta male. Yeah. Like, so th- this is why the alpha complex is like an endless circle because yep. everyone's thinking the same thing. Yep. But if someone says it, like the other people have to call you out. They're like, oh, you're, you're yeah. bitching out. You don't want to drink. Like, yep. And I guess that's why you have to be, you know, strong enough and mature enough to, you know, if you are people like you and I yep. who, uh, who drink a lot, who are the party. And if we don't want to drink and we say we don't want to drink, you have to be mature enough to be like, no, it's. Yeah. It's crazy though. When I say I don't want to drink to my friends, every single person is like, "What do you mean? Why are you? Yeah. Why are you being like a little girl?" And I'm like, yeah. like "I'm having a weekend off. I'm letting my body restore a little bit. Yeah. Like, because obviously drinking is really bad for your body. Like, especially binge drinking. Yep. So it's just like it's an endless circle of like, other people are forcing this image of you, and you've got already got this bad yep. image of yourself that you have to drink to. Yeah. I mean, bring yeah, yourself out. You're right. You've got this bad perception that, you know, I need to bring that out of me and then people are already calling you out for not drinking. You're like, fuck, like, I do want to change myself. Yeah, I want to so be hard. a better person. But I think, yeah, it is a very interesting cycle, circle. But yeah. that, I guess that's where you're going to be mature and strong enough to be like, no, I'm not drinking. I'm not going to like, I'll come out with you guys, but I'm not going to drink. Call yeah. me out, whatever you want. And I guess over time, you know, that if you're strong enough over time, you know, that's going to help and, you know, it might even help some of your friends. Yeah, it definitely is a maturity thing because it's an immature mindset to say like oh you're a girl for not drinking like because you don't need to drink to be fun you can just go out yeah and i mean like on the on our night out so not on our night out but rather when you came to mine you said you got on the waters but at that point it was too late yeah it so was far too late why didn't you get on the waters earlier because i was just like i was just drinking for fun and i was drinking to be that person but like looking back like looking back is a different thing like now looking back i wouldn't i would get on the waters way earlier yep you know because especially i think i drove to yours as well so i would have gotten the waters earlier i would have you know left but i would have left earlier because i wouldn't have been the life of the party so it's a weird thing because i couldn't have stayed out if yeah like i can't when people are drinking i, I don't find much joy in being there like you know what i mean like yeah if you're sober and they're drinking it's yeah. just kind of a dud and everyone's like always calling me out like because yeah. i'm like <laughs> When I don't drink, everyone's like, oh, come on, you're meant to be like, you're meant to be the carrier of this. It's yeah. But I think we'll touch on that next episode, I think is really, you know, the months that we've gone sober and how, you know, how that's made us feel, how we've reflected on that. And, you know, like our friend group, how do they perceive us when we were in those months sober, right? Yeah, we definitely will. It's a good topic to touch on. So we should go into it. Yeah, definitely. Thank you all for listening. This has been Two Blind Bears. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe so that you don't miss another episode.